This episode of Super Pulp Science is brought to you by the artwork of Corey J. Check out my website at coreyj.com. That's C-O-R-I-J-A-Y-E.com. And come on down to the Assiniboine Park Pavilion uh, mid-May for a couple of months to check out uh, my solo show. Attention, citizens, it's time for Super Pulp Science. This is Super Pulp Science, where we talk about how genre gets made. Today, I have my long-suffering co-host, Justin Curry, with us. (laughs) And we have a special guest from the snowy streets of Winnipeg, Corey J., who has done something that we, many of our listeners, think about, dream about, and wish about doing. She has leapt from the day job to a career as a full-time artist. I have. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Cue scary music. (laughs) 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 Tell us about that. Tell us about where you were. You don't necessarily, if you don't want to like name names with jobs or things like that, tell us where you were emotionally. (laughs) All right. That allowed you to make that leap. Yeah. So basically I was a marketing manager for a large, uh, a large company and it just got to the point where I couldn't, uh, balance, uh, both my art career and my marketing job anymore. Your Uh, freelance and side hustle was starting to pick up steam. Yeah. Yeah. My side hustle just was starting to get out of control and it was really, really hard for me to be booking new shows, booking new galleries, having my stuff out there, being at the shows, and then also working 40 or 50 hours a week at a super demanding job. Um, at my job, I had like 20 employees that worked for me at the time, and I had like a lot of responsibility, and it just got to be too much. And at the end of the day, I always had that voice inside me that was telling me like, this is not where you're meant to be, where you're meant to be is doing your art. So... Yeah, that was really like the How deciding factor. How did you know factor. it was true, though? You say that voice. I just feel so strongly that being an artist and painting and you know sharing my stories through art is what I'm meant to do with my life. And any time where I have those moments of you know why am I doing this or like what am I what should I be doing next or is this really what I should be doing? I always come back to like is this where I feel like I'm meant to be? And the answer is wholeheartedly yes. And that kind of like calms down any anxieties mm-hmm. I have about, you know, upcoming projects and like what's going to come up next for me. So before you had made that decision, which is a very brave one, um, how did you, where, what was your mental state? Where were you? What was the self-talk that you had when you were in the day job? How did you make room for that side hustle. I think we do a lot of talk here where we like bring on people who have made the leap, but we've been avoiding on Super Pulp Science the notion that before you make the leap, you can do things parallel to your day job. So let's well, talk about that a little bit. I think bit. it all kind of starts with when I finished high school and I graduated from high school. I'll just take you back a little bit before I can get to that. Um, it was time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
high school, it was never an option for me um, to just be an artist. Like whether it was said to me directly or indirectly or through subtle hints um, through my parents and society and just the way I grew up, it was never an option to be an artist. Um, had that option been there for me, I feel like if I could have done it over again, I may have gone to fine art school instead of going into graphic design, but I had a really hard time figuring out what I wanted to do after school, and I was led to graphic design because that was the you know, practical application of my art abilities. This is like my yes. exact same origin story. See yeah. episode one, Super Pulp Science for Justin's similar tale. Yeah, yeah, you can't draw for a living. Fine arts isn't a good option. Graph design is artsy and you can make money, so do that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So the, the difference between me and you is like you're super great at technical, you know, technical I wasn't though stuff. that's what I got out of graph design like I I hadn't touched a computer program until like first like the end of the first year in in graph design so essentially we yeah. live the same life yes exactly yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's the same so you totally feel me yeah yeah so basically I went through graphic design and it was like okay but the only classes that I really like thrived in were like life drawing and classes where I was doing paintings and uh, when I got to my work placement I was um, sat in front of a computer for eight hours straight like rocking back and forth couldn't wait for lunchtime couldn't wait for the day to end and I just like couldn't handle it so anyway then I started you know I left the design world and started doing um, you know, I just started in the working world, I guess. Can I kind just of add into here that for me, I find it interesting that your, you know, um, parental units, whatever they were, um, be they robots or flesh and blood humans, <laughs> told you, oh, graphic design is a nice middle ground. My parents suggested that I should be an architect. They're like, oh, you want to draw all day? You know, you like drawing monsters and you like drawing dragons and you like drawing this kind of stuff. Instead, you should definitely do technical design architecture have drawings. you ever That's done drawing any drafting day. courses or looked at let's I did a few oh because you know like you can't help it as a kid you want to make your parents <sighs> proud right and then it's like no 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 i can't this is not for me and so instead art became something i had to do on my own time yeah there wasn't it was it was just wasn't an option well i totally see that connection because it's the same type of connection you know from an outside influence saying you know okay how can i get you to use these skills in a way that you can actually make money in you know there's all these seeds being planted in you like you can't make money as an artist even now actually in my life when i like meet people or tell them i'm an artist they're like oh yeah a starving artist like they still say things like that oh, to uh, my yeah. face when it's my full-time job i'm like wow like that's yeah. actually so offensive <laughs> like, yeah. you know like, yeah and uh you know, it's, we meet a lot of people, like there's more than a few artists that we meet on the road who routinely um, pay their taxes and they are paying uh, just as much as the doctors and lawyer friends of us, right? Like people, like the assumption that as an artist you make no money is a fallacy. There are bad lawyers who don't do very well and there are bad, you know, engineers who don't do very well and there are bad artists who don't do very well but there are also successful people in every field of course of course there's one company i i aspire to be a little bit this, this friend of mine started doing comic cons now has like seven employees and they go to mammoth every year as like a work vacation 
and they're doing what we're doing. How come you don't take me for a work vacation I, anywhere? Well, you don't work hard enough, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you haven't boss. earned it yet. But yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> in this day and age, there's uh, there's a lot of moolah out there to be to be grabbed. We mustn't compare ourselves to regular people. We're artists. You want to leave it all behind. You went through high school. Yeah. You so become a graphic designer. Yeah. You feel that the grind of that is not giving you the outlet that everyone told you it might. Oh my God, absolutely not. Not but only was I not doing creative projects, but I literally had to sit in a chair like close stitching people or cars basically <laughs> for like eight hours a day. Like I just couldn't even get to the like point where I could be, like I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Do you not find that foundation has really helped you as a visual artist oh my now God. though? So much though. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely believe in like things being meant to be. And I was just actually talking to Greg about that earlier. Just kind of the, how roads all. When we met back. on the street earlier and I said, come be on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. How like all, all roads lead you back to where you're supposed to be. So I'm so happy that I took graphic design because I make all my own print material. I make all my own logo design. I do my whole website myself. I do, you know, any signage myself. I can do all that myself, which has been so helpful. So I definitely, no regrets. But at the time I was like, what is going on? Okay, but hold on, no regrets. I'm gonna have to pin you down on this. You had regrets, which well, is why you yeah, left it I alone. Have, I do have a tiny regret. However, I can see how my path is, was still like meant right. to be. So if if somebody if young Corey were to walk in right now and ask you for advice, like just out of high school you, um, what would you recommend she do? I would recommend that she go into fine arts because yeah. that's really where my passion was and where I am today. That's where all roads have led me back to. And I just feel like, you know, maybe my skill set or how I would de had developed, I don't know how to explain that because I feel like we're constantly developing no matter where we are, but I could have been so much further ahead and I guess in some of the basics hmm. that I've spent, you know, the last like 10 or 15 years, you know, after work trying to build up. So I have two thoughts that came to me while you were explaining that. The, you know, I find that it's important in your life when you're stuck in a place, right? You don't want to just cut things off. Like, you know, the phrase I use is don't eliminate, transmute, right? So you were in a place, you were a graphic designer, you weren't liking it. It was a bit of a grind, but you've transmuted those graphic design skills into being able to be a competent business person oh, as yeah. a fine artist. Yeah. If you had gone into fine arts, would you now be lacking in that branding experience, in the knowledge of websites, in the knowledge of, you know, outreach, would you be as successful a fine artist if you didn't have that graphic design experience? I mean, that's definitely an interesting question. Um, and I feel like there's no right or wrong answer yeah, to that. Yeah, that's the best thing about it but is we'll never know. We'll never really know. But at the end of the day, I feel like if I needed the skill of graphic design, I could just, you know, take a class and get those skills like even for example in graphic design no one taught me how to use photoshop no one taught me how to use illustrator right. i had to teach myself everything anyway in that course like the only thing that they provided me was a project and a deadline and i had to find my own way to do it like i was actually amazed at how much i didn't learn through teaching and how much i learned through myself so at the end of the day like had i gone through 
fine arts, I probably would have, you know, taken a course to teach myself that skill because I still feel like at the end of the day, I taught myself how to do it anyway. So you're a self-starter, though. For sure. Okay. So I needed that environment. I, I don't learn things well on my own. I'm, I actually, I'd like to go back to Red River for 3D because there's a lot I'd like to learn in 3D, but just under my own steam, like I don't think I'll do as good of a job diving into the program than if I'm in a classroom environment. Well, I observe that you're very deadline driven, mm -hmm. yeah, whether it's real or imagined. Like you give yourself a lot of deadlines mm -hmm. arbitrarily and then stick to them. So if a teacher is giving you those things, is that why you think? I think so. I think that's just my ideal learning environment. Interesting. I find this very interesting as a uh, educator. Yeah, I mean, for example, like for my website, so that's something that I didn't learn websites and graphic design. You have a great website, by the way. Thank you. Thank oh. you very much. I spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, this is where you plug the website, Corey J. Uh, it's www.coreyj.com. That's C-O-R-I-J-A-Y-E.com. So well check it out. <laughs> but yeah, basically for my website, I didn't know how to do anything, and I learned the whole platform, I learned, you know, how to do it all myself. And even till this day, if I want to do something different or I want to start it off with a video or I want to do ever, I go and research how to do it and then I implement it myself. So I feel like it's the same sort of thing with the graphic design skills or it would have been back in the day. I know Kung Fu. You build whole worlds in your paintings, I find, not with the a composition necessarily, but with the color palette. I've been paying more and more attention to color theory as I have to do more and more of that work myself. Uh, and the I just got to know, because it's so vibrant. Dear listener, if you look up her previously mentioned website, you will find just an absolute, um, just bombastic <laughs> environment of some things that are very sort of everyday. It's like everyday moments, you know, like these moments between two people or, uh, you know, sometimes it's a, a still life or sometimes it's, a, you know, an animal. But they're presented with such non-intuitive color schemes. What the heck is going on there? <laughs> yeah. So basically for me, my whole practice is about color. It's all about color. Um, when I start off a painting, I start with, you know, I do a couple different sketches and then that translates to a line drawing and then, then I can really start to fill in with color. But the whole part where I'm starting with the line drawing is like absolutely painful for me. It's like the whole time that I'm not actually painting in color and I'm just trying to plan it out is horribly painful. But I find that if I don't do it, the end result is never as good as when I planned it out. So I always push myself to, you know, push through that painful stage of, you know, pencils and lines so that I can get to filling in with color. And so then, the line work is your graphic design training? Yeah. And your color work <laughs> is being able to be a full-time painter? Is that what you're saying? Um, I guess you could say that. I mean, I'm not really sure how much the line drawing is graphic design. I mean, I guess it, you could say that for sure. It's also a bit of like, you know, drawing, drawing like pencil and uh, charcoal drawing or pencil and eraser drawing, um, traditional kind of drawing, but yeah. But metaphorically, I was going with the metaphor there. Yeah. <laughs> right? so we need a little pinch of one or the other. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have this wild color palette. How did that evolve? Did you always just say, oh, this should totally be colors that no one ever sees in nature. 
Yeah, like I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that. It's just like what happens. Like when I first started painting, it was like that until the very day that we're sitting at today. And a lot of times I plan a piece around the color. Like it's mm. less about what the piece is and it's more about the colors that are going to bring it to life. Sometimes before I start a piece, I'll look for inspirational color palettes and then I'll take that color palette and express it um, through a piece, regardless of if I'm doing a personal project or I'm working towards a show or if I'm doing a commission, it's all about what colors I can use to express the piece and how much color strength and contrast and like intensity I can throw in um, with my use of color. So hmm. people have heard you say all that just now, say who are listening to this say, well, I do all that, but I don't know how to quote unquote get work. So where does your the job job part of this new job of yours come from? Yeah, the side hustle that started to become a bigger and bigger snowball on the side. Like, what did that kind of start out as and how like how did it evolve into the point where that became the main hustle? It definitely started out as doing shows and getting my stuff out there. So I got to a point where I just had built up all this art. And uh, at the time, I was at uh, Arlington Studios, um, downtown and that's I, where we met that's where we met yeah, originally right yeah yes. and I had like tons of um you know paintings and stuff in my studio and then um I had someone who I looked to for guidance tell me you know you need to start like getting out there so I started to do shows what kind of shows um it's like just I started off doing really small markets like there was this market in the exchange district called Maker's Market it was like I think it was every Friday. It was in like an abandoned building. Over there. Yeah, right? yeah I remember looking into that briefly. Yeah, yeah, and I used to do that every week. And um, I'd sell my prints, which at the time were mostly graphic design prints because that's I what I was I have this amazing doing. vision of like a rain-soaked abandoned building with a bunch of artists like hissing at passersby. Do you want to buy some art? <laughs> it was right? kind of like that, honestly. The building yeah. was like... It was like pretty hip, <laughs> pretty that rundown. Building and... got condemned because too many artists were living there instead of just renting studio space, and the city kind that of shut happened. it all down. Yeah, yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah, but too bad. <laughs> anyway, it was a cool. It was a cool vibe every Friday. Like you know, there was like musicians that would come and different types of people that would make jewelry and art, and we'd all get together, and then um, it'd be open to the public, and people would walk through, and you know, it was awesome. So that's like the first part of it I guess and then I you know I started doing some bigger shows um some shows on the weekends that sort of thing and people really started to um relate and get excited about my work which I imagine was, you started to get commissions out of that as well yeah so that's kind of the next step was like people started asking me to make them specific paintings um, either for gifts or that sort of thing. And then that's really um, lately what's taken me from being just someone who's doing it on the side to someone who's doing it full time is I get a lot of requests for commissions. Um, You've been doing mural, a lot of mural work lately too. Yeah, right? and I'm really trying to get into doing more mural work too. So 
I've done a little bit this past year and I hope that this next year to do quite a bit more. I've put some pitches out there, so I'm just That's waiting to hear back. great advertising too. It's like a free billboard almost that you got paid to do. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like a massive painting basically, yeah. which is really exciting about it. And so many people will see it and connect with it and, you know, feel the vibes of it. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, commission work has really been kind of the catalyst to me moving forward on my own. Can I ask you something? Sure. Are you weird? I don't think I'm misrepresenting you when I say that you seem to be a thoughtful person. So <laughs> for our dear listeners, I would like to you to maybe guide them through if they are, you know, they have a job that feels like is a grind and they feel like that is not where they should be, but they require it. You know, it's like it's, it's uh, a repulsive essential. What is, you know, what is a self-reflective way that they could be evaluating what to do with their time other than just go home and watch TV or watch sports or, you know, what was a catalyst for you to say? I feel like there's a couple ways to like see the light at the end of the tunnel in that situation. So if you're in a, that situation where you're working at a job, you're doing the grind and you hate it and you just can't seem to see a way out of it without that, you know, financial benefit from that job. I think there's two things that that person should start doing right away. The first thing should be saving. So saving money for the time that they decide to take that leap that will kind of carry them through the couple first months or whatever, I for sure six months of their salary of whatever they're making so that they can you know, feel comfortable in their new life. And then the next thing would be to start a, high, a side hustle where they feel like they're meant to be in their life. So whether that's to be a gardener full time or whether that's to be an artist or whatever it is, um, they should start saving and then start doing that, whatever they feel like that is as much as possible in their spare time. So, I mean, I look at a, I listen to a lot of, um, you know, self-developing uh, audiobooks and that sort of thing. And they talk a lot about the flow state and a lot of things that I listen to where that's Well, I where, believe in that state for sure. Right? Yeah. So whatever your flow state is, uh, that's where you should be for as much time as possible. And then once that'll start to gain momentum and you start to, you know, build a savings, then that'll make you feel more comfortable. I mean, to me, I feel like having a full-time stable job, it's all an illusion. Like everything's basically an illusion. That job you could get fired from tomorrow and then where would you be, right? So if you, if you really want to go out there on your own, no one can take that away from you. Like no one can fire you from your own hustle, right? So. I yeah. cannot imagine a more uplifting beat to leave the show on. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this has been Super Pulp Science. Um, this is Gregory Kamichak, Justin Curry, and Corey J. Space J. <laughs> Corey Space J. Um, encouraging you to join the fight, make art, make comics. <laughs>